Good evening. It is time for today's tax talk. I'm your host. I am your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. Uh, this is Thursday, January 6th, the year of our Lord, 2022. We keep hearing about all the big tech companies. I don't think people realize what a tech giant the IRS is. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. Won't you join us? Thanks so much for joining us. I uh, wanted to check on something before we go any farther. I have to check to make sure that we're being streamed, that I did the right thing. I think I did, though, because I set this up. Uh, and I'm fairly certain I did. But sometimes I forget. And uh, when you produce your own show, and you're the producer, you're the director, you're everything, sometimes you forget something. But I don't think I did forget. I think I am streaming correctly. And uh, I want to make sure that that's true. So we're going to make sure that that's true before we go for it. Uh, it is, again, as I mentioned, today is the year of our Lord. Uh, it is it is now running, and it is running everywhere. So thanks so much for your patience. Okay, so as I was mentioning, we talk a lot about the tech giants. We talk about uh, Twitter and Facebook and all of these companies and uh, how much influence they have in their tech but one of the biggest tech giants is the IRS. And, you know, because their budget that they spend on, on the technology in the IRS, think about all of the data that the IRS has. And as I mentioned on the show a lot, if you want numbers, <laughs> the IRS has numbers on everything. They know everything. You know, they, if you ask them what the average deduction is for a cleaning company, they know they have the answer to that. If you ask them how much, how what's the uh, average office cost for uh, I don't know, pick of an industry, they know the answer. Okay, and that's why uh, whenever you're in your industry, whenever you veer off of the uh, the normal path, this is what's going to cause an audit. And how do they do that? Well, they're tracking everything, right? They track all the numbers and they compare it to others companies like yours. And if yours is off track. Well, that's a red flag, and then they're gonna they're gonna take a look at you, and they're gonna uh, they're gonna try to um, find out, and and that's when an audit is, is set up. But I, again, I, what I I don't think people realize, and I if you if you're a regular listener, uh, then you probably know the answer to this. But I often ask people, well, what do you think the budget of the IRS is? And you know, no people don't seem to know. You know, they take a stab at it. You know, what, what do you think? Five hundred million? Is it a billion? Maybe five billion? You know, now we're talking in t t t some terms of trillions. I mean, so is it is it eight billion? The answer is the the IRS budget is is about fourteen billion dollars, billion dollars a year. Of that fourteen billion, a good portion of it, and we're going to go through some of the numbers here, go to the internet internet. Uh, the information technology sector, right? And their, their uh, computer software and this computer hardware that they use. 
And but if you ever listen to the IRS talk on on the television, the commissioner or anybody else, even the senators or congressmen, they'll tell you about an antiquated system. The IRS, uh, the IRS computer system, it's antiquated. A lot of times they'll say that, well, that's one reason why the IRS is a little bit safe because their their systems are so old that uh, most hackers don't know how to use it because they don't know that uh, they don't know that uh, those systems because they're so old. Um, and so sometimes they'll tell you that that's a good thing. But why are they so old if we're spending so much money uh, a year on on information technology? And well, that's a good question. So I want to start with this story. Let's start with this story here. Uh, not this story. This is this is my uh, this is not the story I want to start with. Well, let's start with this story. Uh, customer service at the IRS is so bad, even tax pros are fed up. And I've talked about this. You know, there's that there's that uh, service now for tax professionals like myself that puts you in line. So I call, uh, I use their ser- service, and I get to cut in line. They're holding a space. They're, they're holding a place for me. So it's not really cutting in line people because that sounds nefarious and wrong. But they put they put calls in place and they're whole, on hold for you. And then I can jump on that holding call and, and cut out some of the waiting time. Uh, but I got to tell you, even when I do that, I still get cut off by the IRS. They, um, you know, convenience cutoffs, they, you know, they call it. They, they just, they, they don't want you to, um, stay on the phone too long. And so they cut you off in the middle. So I'll be talking to a, an IRS agent on the phone and we'll have be in the middle of conducting business. I'll send things to them and, and then I'll be disconnected. And I don't get the, t- you can't call back and talk to the same person. And they'll, they, they have my number cause it's right there in the information I gave them, but they won't call me back and say, Oh, sorry, we were cut off. Can we, re- can we, uh, continue where we where we left off that doesn't happen they never I, I, I've got to say it, it's happened one time in my in all my years of doing this I had one guy call me and say hey we were cut off uh, sorry about that but most uh, but that's the only time and then I, so I've had thousands of calls to the IRS and that's never happened now thousands haven't probably been disconnected but probably hundreds have and it's only happened once so uh, so tax preparer ray, rang what she calls the bat phone, a dedicated customer service line at the Internal Revenue Service that's supposed to connect professionals. Uh, and there is a special line that, that the tax professionals can call and, uh, and they're supposed to get quicker service. But don't fool yourself. You really don't get quicker service. So she went to the Burger King next door to her office to pick up lunch. She was still on hold when she got back. Even five years ago, I would have been through right away. Uh, now it typically takes more than an hour, absolutely more than an hour before you get through to the IRS. Uh, you know, and and again, that's that's just the way it was. During tax season last year, they answered nine percent of calls. Now they'll tell you, well, phone calls were up four hundred four times, four hundred percent. Well, they still didn't answer. They still didn't answer. When you're a taxpayer, you you know you don't care how many other people are calling. You care about what you call. I'm calling. Are you going to answer my phone call? And they won't answer your phone call if you have a question. Or you can't get through. You can't ask the question. So uh, I wanted to go through. Uh, this is a interview with a tax professional, uh, actually an IT professional, about their work with the IRS. I was going to read it, but it gets a little tedious. That's an interview. So it's a transcript. And it's, 
and um, it gets a little tedious, but he's talking about the IRS modernization program, and they're trying to hear at least this one. Uh, and digital service, digital transformation, that's a word bandied about a lot these days in the government. Your project has an extra syllable, digital digitalization. AI is in there. And so I've heard you speak before, and there's a definitive re meaning to that word digitalization as opposed to digital digitation and, and to t tell us the, the distinction. Uh, sometimes we struggle with it ourselves. We sometimes just go to, with Team Digi, Digi to explain our office. But no, there, so I'll start with digi digitalization because it, that's the first piece. Digitalization in the way that we use it is simply the process of making a paper item digital. And the example, I, you know, because again, they talk about all the forms that the IRS uses. So in short, what they're trying to do, they're trying to tell you, don't worry, we don't have to answer your call. We're going to put it all online and everything's going to be done online and we, we won't have to answer your phone calls. But I got to tell you, uh, we know how that works when with the Obamacare, when they tried to put everything online there, how that all worked and the, the um, disaster that occurred. Same thing here is going to happen. They don't, they don't have um, the system in place and it's not going to. So I want to, so here I have up the budget. This is the IRS budget. And I want to go, I want to, uh, I want to focus here on the bottom portion here, uh, infrastructure. Now these numbers are in thousands. Right, so that means you have to add three zeros to the end. So when it says nine hundred and seventy-one thousand eight dollars, what they really mean there is nine hundred and seventy-one million dollars. Nine hundred and seventy-one million dollars. A shared services support. Um, again, that's not a million. That's one billion. Information services. Two point three million. Again, that's billion. Two point four approximately billion dollars in information services. Business system modernization, $305 million. So add all that together, you're, you're over $404 billion in, uh, in IRS IT costs. So that's just next year, that's just 2022, $4 billion, $4 billion. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you think you could buy a lot of uh, infrastructure with that. Uh, and then I want to point this out to you. IRS dips in enforcement fund user fees for IT. Each year, the IRS may take extraordinary measures to fund IT, the IRS commissioner explained in an August letter to three senators. Each year, the uh, as a, in fiscal 2021, 600 million of the agency's 2.6 billion technology budget Budget was funded through transfers from non-IT accounts, including $200 million from enforcement and $400 million in user fees. Okay, so, so add that another, you know, if they do the same thing in 2022, that's, that's another $600 million. Now, I don't know, in, in Washington, $600 million might may be a, a kick in the, a, you know, in the bucket, but I think in the real world, $600 million is a lot of money. And if you add that to the $4 billion that they're already using, now it's $4.4 billion in IT. Uh, and again, they can't answer your phone. 
So it, it was always our answering phones IT. I think you know I think the basic technology is phones, right? And and you think that you should be able to answer the phone. Uh, if you can't answer the phone, what makes you think that you can uh, that you can do all these other wonderful things that they're talking about doing? I know that there was an executive order. I should have brought that up. There was an executive order last week from the Biden administration, Biden, he's the executive, he can give executive orders. And he directed some governmental agencies to start taking appointments for to return phone calls. But but where do you think that's gonna go? I mean, if it was so easy just to write an executive order and fix the problem, don't you think that would have been done long ago? And again, as as I pointed out in the show before, they've tried this before. Okay, it's It sounds like you're doing something. And sometimes with politicians, that's all they want to do is sound like they're doing something. They can't say, oh, well, there's nothing I can do, except for sometimes now with with COVID, we've decided we've decided that there is no federal strategy and there can't be, according to the president of the United States. Uh, but the same thing here, right? I mean, they, you, you could talk about it. You could tell people to answer the phone. But if they don't have the, the structure or the ability or the people to answer the phone, taking messages in, isn't going to help. There's who's going to if you're returning phone calls that you're t- taking, uh, you're taking messages and returning phone. Who's going to answer the phone to the people that are calling? The answer is nobody. So I just wanted to review that uh, that budget with you and, you know, the, and point out that the te- IRS probably is the has the most technology in the country. I mean, I don't know of an, an organization who has more technology, you know, maybe Amazon. Uh, I know, I, you know, I know that. They keep pretty good records, but I don't. They don't have the numbers that the IRS does of people. Uh, I'm talking about customers. The IRS will call you a customer, but you're a taxpayer. You're not a customer. Customers kind of seems like because they do say, you know, we'll, we do. We'll get to our customer next. But customers seems to imply that you, you know, that you. It's voluntary. But this isn't voluntary. I'm not calling the IRS because I want to. I'm calling the IRS because I have a question and I need an answer. And they're the only ones that can give me the answer. And and so, you know, again, technology is supposed to save us. But it, in this case, it has not saved us. And the $4.4 billion, and I'm going to use that because they're going to use more money. Uh, it's not helping us. Um, you know, what else can we do? Throw more money at it? I don't think more money is going to help. I don't know if they can, you know, $4 billion is hard to spend a year on, on infrastructure and, and IT. I mean, not, it's not impossible. <laughs> they're doing it. But that's why I just wanted to mention that I wanted people to be alert when they when they keep hearing from the IRS or from Congress that you know that they need more money for the IRS and that's we we're going to hear a lot of that. The I, we need more money. We got to get we got to get the their IT system up. They've been modernizing the information technology system for thirty years. I think that's in this. Uh, let me see if I can find that quickly because he was talking about how many years they were they they've been doing it. Let me see if I can search. And find years. No, not in this story. Each year, oh, it's in this story. I think this is the story I was looking for. So let's see. Okay, we recently reduced the retention period from a form from seventy-five years to forty years. This seems like a fairly mundane activity, but it will in the <laughs> uh, in the neighborhood nineteen million over the next thirty years or so. Uh, and again, the and of course the IRS has been struggling largely with modernization. Here, let me go. Let me pull this up. Okay, let me pull this up. 
And the IRS, of course, has been struggling. Here it is. You see the yellow there. Uh, with modernization for probably 25 or 30 years, different projects, different offices, and so forth. But one of the enduring issues for the government is they often chase projects long after it's clear maybe they're, they're not worth chasing. And so good money goes after bad. We've developed a much quicker way of evaluating whether a good continue investing in a project. And I think that's useful for everybody in government to hear. Okay, so... Do you think that that's going to they, they solve the problem now? I don't. I won't believe it until I see it. So I don't believe after thirty years now that they have finally decided a way to do it. It's called bureaucracy, and that and somebody coming up with a good idea is not going to change the bureaucracy. It is what it is. So anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I keep I forgot again today to talk about uh, liking and sharing at the beginning of the of the video. I have to remember to do that. Um, because I want you to like and share. Uh, we you know I think we give good content and others should know about this content. And the only way they're going to get it is if you like and share it. So I appreciate it if you do that. Remember, fighting the IRS is not an easy thing and people get confused. Where do I start? Well, here's how you, where you start. You start with the copy of my book, freeirsbook.com. I mean, deal with your IRS problem today. And you get it at freeirsbook.com. Deal with your IRS problem today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. Get yourself a copy. It's where to start if you're having an IRS problem. So thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate your time, your efforts. And I know that uh, uh, now tomorrow we got, I do the show. Uh, we do, we, we live stream about two o'clock. I have uh, a, attorney George Bellis, I believe is his name. I have to look that up. But he's an attorney here in Chicago. I'm telling you, this guy's got a resume, you know, as long as my arm, longer. He's very, uh, well, he's a very prominent attorney. We're going to talk about uh, uh, litigation, civil litigation, and personal injury, and all that good stuff. So join us tomorrow about 2 o'clock, and then we'll go into the IRS hour, too. So thanks so much for, for listening, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the, on the live stream. Thank you again. <laughs>